Welcome to the Dell Technologies Energy Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about energy IT transformation. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Energy Power Chat. And today we're going to talk about energy industry transitions. And our guest is Mr. David Holmes, who's the Chief Technology Officer for Energy within Dell Technologies. How are you doing today, David? I'm doing great. Thanks, Bruce. Good to speak to you. Thanks for being back on the podcast. Could we start with a little bit of your background, please? I'm the energy CTO at Dell Technologies, but I have 20 years of working in the energy industry uh, across oil and gas and electric utilities. I've worked with some of the major service companies in the industry, and a big part of my role is really helping to navigate the combined challenges of the technology world and what's actually going on in the energy industry and, and helping bridge the gap between those two. You said the magic words around our first question. What are the general trends that are happening in the energy industry? These are pretty exciting times for the energy industry. There are a variety of different challenges. At the macroeconomic level, we see over the next couple of decades that there's going to be a dramatic increase in the need for energy and particularly electricity. We expect over a billion and a half people to join the middle classes over the next 20 years. And these are people who are all going to want to be able to access energy, to be able to take advantage of consumer electronics. And to put this in perspective, this is going to be the equivalent of adding the energy demand from North and South America to the overall global electricity grid. And at the same time, of course, we have this critical need to be able to control growth in CO2 emissions. So, David, how is the industry responding to these challenges? The industry is responding in a couple of different ways. It's contemplating how we're going to change the energy mix over the next two decades. How are we going to increase the amount of sustainable and renewable energy? How are we going to prioritize the use of renewable and sustainable energy? But also, how are we going to support the delivery of the broad energy mix that's going to be required over the next couple of decades? And what does this mean for oil and gas companies? What does this mean for electric utility companies? And how do they find the right balance of investments to meet the needs of the coming decades, whilst at the same time recognizing that we live in very challenging times for the industry at large, and a lot of unexpected changes to energy demand and the energy mix, which are likely to be in the short term, but we still have to work around and support in the meantime. You mentioned oil and gas and electricity utilities. I wanted to break those down a little bit. Let's start with oil and gas. What are the changes and new challenges you're seeing within oil and gas? When we think about the oil and gas industry, a lot of people see it as a declining energy source, when in reality, the forecasts are that demand for hydrocarbons is going to be sustained over the next couple of decades. The oil and gas industry has always been cyclical. There have been periods of very high oil and gas prices and periods of low oil and gas prices. With the global situation that we find ourselves in, for the very first time, we've actually seen a reduction in demand for hydrocarbons. Normally, the oil and gas industry is very supply-driven. If there's more supply than demand, then the price will go down. And if supply is constrained, then the price will go up. If you look at oil and gas demand over the last 30 years, it's been generally rising a few percentage points every year. 
And this year, for the first time, we've seen a reduction in the demand for oil and gas. But in the medium to long term, we expect that demand to be sustained. David, what are some of the challenges for oil and gas based on these current market realities? So oil and gas companies have a couple of different challenges. They need to get through the current very challenging period of low oil prices. They need to protect their balance sheets. They need to ensure that they have a business that's sustained for the future. They have to recognize these changes in the energy mix. Increasingly, we'll see the large oil and gas companies rebranding themselves to be energy companies. They're building balanced portfolios. Look at what Statoil in Norway did. They rebranded themselves to be Equinor, reflecting a more equal balance between the different energy resources that they would develop over the coming years. That's one example of rebranding. How else are oil and gas companies responding to these challenges? For upstream companies, their focus is on production efficiency and making sure that they're making the most efficient use of the capital they can. In any downturn in the industry, there are some quick price levers that any company can pull. They can reduce the amount of exploration that they're doing. They can reduce the number of people that they employ. But these are quite short-term changes that they can make. And what we're seeing in the oil and gas industry in particular is that companies are starting to look at technology as a way of transforming their operational efficiency and their productivity. And combined with the challenges of a much larger percentage of the workforce having to work remotely or work from home, we're seeing companies really start to look at how technology can be the strategic lever that helps guide them out of the current environment and prepares them for a period of sustained activity over the next coming decades. Thanks for that, David. Now tell us about electricity generation and demand and what are some of the challenges there? In the electricity market, it might not look like it, but it's one of the most transformative times we've seen in generations. And two things are really driving that. One is the proportion of energy generation that is variable is dramatically increasing. We see solar and wind power taking a third to a half in some places of the total generating capacity. There are tens and hundreds of thousands of points of generation. We have prosumers who are generating solar power from their roofs. We have small solar and wind operators balanced together with the traditional large generating plant operators as well. But that variability in supply means that we also have to balance demand as well. We need efficient, real-time demand response systems. And that's causing an enormous transformation in the way that the grid is operating, a program that overall is referred to as grid modernization. And it's really about the digitalization of grid technology and understanding how we can apply industrial IoT techniques and digital grid management systems to be able to very finely balance how power is distributed across the grid and how it's used. What other factors should we be considering when we think about the consumption of energy? As we think about the consumption of energy, it's thinking about how can we ensure that we're using the greatest proportion of sustainable and renewable energy at the right time. So we see new pricing mechanisms which reward consumers, whether they're industrial or residential, but we're rewarding consumers for utilizing electricity when it's freely available and charging premiums in real time for when power supply is low. The market is really changing and technology is the key enabler that's going to support a lot of the initiatives that electric utilities companies have to meet 
their climate objectives and to reduce the amount of CO2 that's being generated, whilst at the same time supporting a significant growth in the amount of power that's being generated globally. David, hearing you describe both the oil and gas and electricity markets brings to mind this idea of government regulation and emissions. What is the impact of government regulation and how is the consideration of emissions changing the energy mix and how is it affecting these specific industries? You really bring forward the question of how we manage the tension between energy companies and the need to address the climate challenges that we're facing. I think most people recognize that there's a three-pronged response to that. Part of it is to do with corporate social responsibility, the need for companies to accept their own responsibilities and contribution towards climate and sustainability. Part of it is down to individual consumers making their own choices to contribute to that process. And part of it is to do with the regulatory framework. And I'll give you a really interesting example. As we look at some of the financial packages that are being put in place to uh, address the economic challenges of the current global situation, we see a lot of governments trying to understand how they can lock in some of the reductions in emissions we've seen through the massive reduction in people traveling. It's had a big impact on the amount of CO2 that's being generated. And so people are really asking themselves, well, how can we use some of these financial funds that we're putting in place to support our economy? How can we direct some of those funds towards locking in some of these reductions in emissions? Has Dell Technologies taken any kind of an active role here? Dell Technologies signed a couple of letters both to the U.S. government and also to the EU parliament promoting this idea of using some of these investments to support investments in sustainable energy, in-grid modernization, essentially investments that can be driven by government to help support the burgeoning transition towards a modernized and automated grid environment. David, I wanted to turn our attention more specifically to the technology that supports the industry. Tell us about new technologies that are available to the industry, and how are these dynamics changing the industry's approach to modernization? It's a really exciting time for technologists in the energy industry. We're seeing some big changes as technology is seen as a strategic component of any energy industry's strategy. And there are a few key things that I see that people are are adopting and embracing. One of the first things, we're seeing a huge adoption of open source and collaboratively generated open technology within the energy industry. We're seeing collaboration between energy companies on what I describe as non-differentiating technology. There's a number of different initiatives, whether they're with organizations like NERCSITS, whether it's NIST, whether it's organizations like the Open Group, who are sponsoring a number of energy-related technology developments. But these are big open source projects working on solving energy industry problems, which are a collaboration between the energy companies, between software vendors who are specialists in the industry, and horizontal companies like Dell Technologies and public cloud providers. And we see this approach is really helping to massively accelerate the adoption of a move towards a much more agile, cloud-native model of operations. What are the main drivers for these initiatives? The focus of these is not to homogenize technology or remove the points of differentiation, 
It's about understanding where there's kind of undifferentiated heavy lifting that we all need to be able to use and consume. And then places where we can offer our own unique intellectual property materialized in software. And so we see this big deployment of these new open source technologies that provide a rich platform for innovators, whether they're in academia, whether they're in small startups, whether they're in innovation groups within energy companies, or whether they're established software vendors, they all have equal opportunities to innovate on a common platform and really drive technology forward in a very effective way. This concludes part one of our podcast. Check back for part two, where David continues his discussion on the technology impacting energy industry modernization, cybersecurity and energy, Dell's response to the industry's need for technical modernization, VMware's role, customer examples, and final thoughts.